Welcome, welcome to the Created Curious Podcast. On this show, curiosity is key. Um, We focus on exploring life through conversations with people of diverse backgrounds that have diverse stories and ideas. We believe the chief purpose of our life is to glorify God. Therefore, our goal for this show is to piece together a better understanding of how to do that in our everyday lives. And lastly, we love to dive down rabbit holes because we believe the beauty uh, most of the time is found in the small details so my guest today is caleb arn man of god christian poet and a student at arizona state yep arizona state university doing it online absolutely bro i am so excited for this episode but before we're gonna start with a little scripture um that's always good yeah so this is in the psalms in the psalms always encouraging right the psalms yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is uh, Psalm 37, 4. It says, take the light in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will help you. So for me lately, this has looked like uh, restructuring my thought process and my heart behind the things I do, like the podcast, right? Like even today, I think for so long, the podcast has been centered on growth, right? To to grow the show in order to create a full-time sustainable career out of the show. That has been kind of the, the goal, mm-hmm. which in, in terms is kind of a selfish goal, right? you know? But to shift that, and, and Caleb over here, not, the, not this Caleb, <laughs> The, the the created curious Caleb. Well, uh, <laughs> excuse me, we're both created very curious <laughs> beings. <laughs> um, he, uh, we were talking about this today about how we want to form this show it, from a heart position of making disciples and equipping Christians with ideas and perspectives on how to um, accelerate and move the kingdom forward, and and so that's kind of how I've been committing everything I do to the Lord. Cause I think a lot of times we take this scripture out of context and we say, take the light in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So you're like, mm-hmm. like, you're how like, do I like go. act? <laughs> yeah, how do I act to God? Like, or position like the things I do in such a way that he's going to give me everything I want. And I don't think that's what this is saying. I think this is saying like, if you find your prime delight in the things of God, in God himself, like if God, if satisfying his heart desire for him, his children to return to him when it comes to missions, right, is is why you go out and, and make disciples instead of God's a means to saving a soul. You know what I mean? The difference is God isn't a means, he's the end. So it's I'm doing these things in order to glorify God. I'm doing these things because God wants that person not because that person needs to not like needs to go to heaven you know Mm -hmm. and i think we get that mixed up quite a bit and so like the the second part of that commit everything you do to the lord trust him right that's the key that's faith right trusting god and he will help you he will help you so this isn't like a this isn't confusing he will help you if you commit everything you do everything that keyword everything 
trust him and he will help you so that is my sermon of the day <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's good it's a good sermon it's yeah. a good sermon that's like a daily it's like a daily obligation and it's we forget it we get so easily we forget it we get caught up in the chaos mm. and in just daily grinding out just life you know mm. um so many people you know we're in our 20s you know yeah. I'm, I'm a baby 20 i'm 20 like two zero <laughs> um you know your baby. early 20s yeah you know like people in the 20s it's a lot of okay so it, we're, we're in school and then yeah. where it's career and then it's school and career and then it's like you know, uh, you know, possibly relationships and marriage and then kids, sure. like all in the twenties. Like there's so much that happens in the twenties mm. and like that has to become like that verse has to become the, like the pinnacle verse right. of every day. I mean, there's a lot of verses we need every day, sure, but that's one of the core ones in my opinion, just like the two greatest commandments. That's like right next to it. Well, it kind of, uh, <clears throat> it kind of puts everything about being a Christian in one verse, like delight yourself in the Lord mm -hmm. and you will get the desires of your heart, which means w when your desire is to, to be delighted in through and in God only, mm -hmm. then the desires of your heart come and your desires are linked up and subscribed to his yeah. will. Mm -hmm. And then that second part is commit everything you do and Trust him and he'll help you, which is like how we get salvation. Trust God and he will help you, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and like that trust, like that's such a misinterpreted, misunderstood word in today's culture, in today's mm. society. Um, we don't trust anybody, bro. We don't, we don't trust anyone. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Today is election day. Yeah. it's. I mean, now it's been going on since like the last four years, the last 50 years. You know, there's been this constant verses you know left versus right but like everyone's eyes were opened a lot this year of 2020 through a lot of political stuff and i don't want to dive super into all that but mm. like it's just it's very evident it's mm. very evident in today's um society and today's culture and what's in front of our faces mm. like what are we seeing what are we hearing um what are we infusing ourselves with mm. And what we infuse ourselves with will in turn give what our viewpoint will be. You know what? 20, like You're exactly right. 2020 to me has been all about revealing what's actually going on. Like I, I feel like God is kind of lifting the veil on some things. It's mm. like, oh, politics are actually corrupt. Wow. Would have never known. Right. No, but we didn't, we didn't see it the way we do now. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, dang, I am caught up in idolizing my day-to-day -day life. Oh, what happens when it stops all of a sudden and I'm right. just when, in my house? Like in in March when everything halted. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't just a stop. It was a halt. Like yeah. there was no more movement. I mean, there was a few of us like essential workers, <laughs> you know, who had to keep grinding out, yeah. you know, within certain, you know, restrictions and things like that that are still, some are still going around. But there's a lot more people that were, non-essential even though they are essential people but mm. non-essential workers and they had to stop and then because like so many people like i know some and then i know of a lot of others who their identity was in their job their identity was in their routine their day-to-day -day life and once that was halted like as soon as like you said it like the veil was lifted like 
I always said 2020 has showed who we are. <laughs> like, yeah. it shows our identity. It, you know what it is? We are uh, Mr. Krabs without a shell. <laughs> You know what I mean? We are, yeah. Like, you remember that episode? Um, not really, but he, I know the reference. Yeah, he lose, lost his shell, and he tried to fit on all these other shells mm-hmm. because he was having an identity crisis. He, you knew him by his shell, right? His right. shell was his body. His shell was his being, and he lost his shell. It cracked, right. and now he's trying to put everything else on his shell because he's trying to figure it out, and... I think that's what's happening is like we either do we do one of two things we we our our lack is revealed and then we run to something else yes to and, try to put on and what you run to shows who you are show or mm. shows what is most important to you mm. what we're like when like in the stance you said but like also when catastrophe happens not just like a halting but when catastrophe happens when you lose someone you love when you um right you know lose a relative someone betrays you i mean deep yeah hurt deep offense not loss. this not this fake stuff loss like real loss loss of trust as we said like trust yeah. loss of trust loss of faith in that person um and maybe even in god depending on the situation or well, can often lead to that because mm-hmm. you're like why why would you do this god exactly i thought you wanted me to prosper <laughs> exactly you know and when that happens the thing you run to, the person, possibly, the person you run to, yeah. what you go to them or that thing for shows what you hold most important at that given moment. It might mm. not be what you want to hold closest, but it is what you do at hmm. the time. Yeah. Um, I think of Paul, um, the, the part where he says, um, I do what I don't want to do, and I'm not doing what I want to do because of the yeah. spirits that are at war inside of me. Like I feel that a lot, but... I feel like that's right there. Hmm. If you run, like once your eyes are open, like when catastrophe happens and you run to your best friend before you go to your knees in prayer, you, you lose your relationship with your boyfriend, a girlfriend, and you go out with the boys, out with the girls, out to your parents, you know, back home where it's safe and it's sound. You got dad and mom right there, right? Before you go to God, like he wants that relationship first like that first love mm. not second choice not yeah. last choice not last resort yeah and and uh, i i would i would uh argue you know even with discipleship relationships right with people who mentor you uh with a relationship or whatnot i would argue that um if that person pushes you back to god Mm-hmm. when you come to them and says, yeah, I can give you all this advice, but ultimately like you need to get into the word. Right. You need to connect with the source that will satisfy you and connect with the all knowing God. That is a good relationship. Mm-hmm. That is someone that actually loves you that said, yes. I'm not going to let you be codependent upon me. I will give you advice and I'll help you. But the ultimate place that you should always be pointing back is that relationship with the Lord. And I think that's something I've been really diving into lately. Like I bought a new Bible. I know I, I saw it. I was, I was looking <laughs> on Facebook. I saw that. <laughs> and and I, 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 you don't have to go buy a new Bible. No. But for me, I just wanted something fresh. I wanted, 
I wanted to invest my money because this thing was like 50 bucks. I wanted oh, wait, to, no, I know that. I know the perks. <laughs> yeah. I know the perks. I know why it's 50. <laughs> I wanted to invest my money in something that I would spend time to. Now I have my, I've given up my physical dollars so that I can read the word. Right. You know, because I, I had been like doing uh, the iPhone app, right? Right. And, uh, and I just, I don't know. There's something about, like, I kept thinking, what if my phone dies? Right. You know, like, what if we, ru- like, just thinking, like, this might be uh, the, the paranoid person in me, but like, let's say the electricity goes out. Mm-hmm. I'm like this book, this written word right here. It's all in here. Right. I don't need charge for this. And it's not going to hurt my eyes and keep me up at night. And it's not like this create, like we created this as man, like this, uh, this book, but it's not this, this alive thing. That's like, come look at me with different notifications popping up and whatnot. And so for me, this was just like a refresh, a new dedication of like, God, I want to spend time with you and I'm putting money where my mouth is. And now Mm. like, because I want a pure place with you i want a pure thing i don't want distractions that's why it's a one column like i'm dyslexic as well right and um yeah so you know that's a that's a good bible like and i understand the the fresh start Mm. um i understand that a lot um you know there's so many times people move to get a fresh start like move places move roommates move houses move states move countries like all of it like right people go to some extremes um they have their reasons, but they go to some extremes. Um, but I, I also, I love the paperback Bible. Like I, I love paperback. I just love the paper Bible. Mm. Like yeah. when I'm, um, Ink. when I'm at any like discipleship, life group, church, whatever, like any kind of meeting I'm in, I usually use my phone. Mm. But, um, when I'm in my quiet time, in my personal quiet time, I use my Bible. Like I use my mm-hmm. actual Bible. Cause then I know that there's no notifications. Like I, I leave my phone way <laughs> like on, on do not disturb to where I won't hear the buzzes. I won't hear the rings. Yeah. And I just, I just shove it to the side. Cause I'm like, okay, wake You know, I wake up at five 30 every day. I wake up at five 30 and I'm like, Dang. <laughs> and discipline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so, you know, I wake up at 5.30 and I, and I, I wake up by my alarm on my phone and yeah. I swipe it off. I'm like, all right. I, I usually have one alarm, maybe two. Like, it's just a consistent thing, so I don't really need more than one. Yeah. And then I put my phone at the side and I, I go make coffee. That's first. <laughs> I go make coffee. I get my cup and then I grab my Bible. And I usually read in the living room so that I'm not even in the same room as my phone. But sometimes I read in my room mm. and I just like drown out like the sleepless night that i had or the work day that i have coming i just drown it out and i'm like all right here's 30 minutes here's 15 minutes whatever i have like here is this time devoted to you mm. like it is devoted and i love the word devoted oh, i mm. love the word devoted devotion like anything with that because when you break it down devote you are taking away your vote to say no to that thing uh-huh. now I love that word uh, so much because it, it applies in marriage. You're devoted to your spouse. So divorce is not an option. Right. You take away that option because you devoted yourself mm. and you're under covenant of God. And so as a Christian, 
um, you know, I am devoted to Christ. I am sold out to him. So I, I got to believe every word in that book. And sure. I got to do my best to live by every word in that book. And I'm devoted to it. Mm. So I don't have a choice to pick and choose verses or twist them. Right. Like you said at the beginning, taking verses out of context. Mm-hmm. I don't have that choice. Yeah. Devoted to the word. The full word. Mm-hmm. Everything God is. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I was talking and, to... And yeah. against everything God isn't. Oh. Like divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking to a friend the other day, and we were talking about self-actualization. That's a big word. <laughs> Do you know what self-actualization is? I have an idea, but give it to me. Yeah, so essentially... <laughs> It is this uh, pursuit that is very common in America right now, which is learn about yourself as much as possible, see your weaknesses, see what you're good at, and fully focus in on creating the best version of yourself, right? Fully mm. focus in on actualizing who you are. Like in weaknesses. It's like identifying who you are. Right. Almost. Weaknesses and uh, strengths. Now, I think this process or pursuit can be futile in the sense of, yes, I think a certain level of self-actualization is very important and very biblical. But I think at a certain point, focusing so much on who you are in, in the sense of an individual being apart from God or apart from community is less productive and less important than focusing on who God is and being transformed to look more like him. Mm, And then seeing how when you do that, everything about your life begins to shift and you find your place in community, you find how you can serve people. And I think a lot of the times, like you said, those notifications can get in the way of that. You know, they can mm-hmm. get you, oh, that person self-actualized. Oh, that person, they're coming into their own. They're flowering. Oh, wait, I need to focus on myself. I need to fix myself. I need to gain. I need to work. I need to do all these things. Right. It's like, no, let's look at Jesus mm-hmm. and become like them or become like him. Yeah. I, I love that you brought this. I, I love talking about this specific thing. You brought it up uh, just a little bit ago. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I like to say it as realigning us. He, he, like 2020 has been a big year of realigning. Yeah. But also God just does that. It's not just 2020. He does that um, year round every year. Right. And, um, well, it has the, the, the brokenness or the lies or the deception has to be revealed before you can realign with God's purposes. And so he reveals that he takes the veil off of Mm -hmm. the things that we, hide like there's nothing that we can hide forever exactly you know (laughs) yeah i mean uh david he said there's nowhere i can go that you are not there Mm -hmm. like nowhere yeah david's prime prayer was search my heart oh lord search me oh lord and know me full well Mm -hmm. i say that a lot because i'm like please search me know me full well because i don't want to be a person who's not going towards you. I don't mm. want to be a purpose that's a, per, a person that doesn't have purpose or has a lack of purpose because there's a wall or there's 
something like an iron chariot. There's a verse talking about iron chariots holding you back because they're so heavy and they get stuck in the mud. They get stuck by the rocks because they're so heavy and they can't keep going forward. It's just like being chained or shackled. And I don't want to be that. I don't want to be a Christian that is held back by chains, shackles, iron chariots from the fullness of my ability in his creation, like of what he allows me to be through his spirit and through the power that he, um, what's the word, like puts on us. Yeah. You know, we have one, we have to learn how to use it. We have to learn how to work with Jesus. But once we do, it's so cool. What you're talking about is humility. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you're talking about emptying yourself so that you may be a vessel for him. Mm-hmm. It's like the more we we empty our wants, desires, and needs and adopt who he is, set right. our minds, like the, the verse last week, set our minds on the things that are above, right. not on the things that are on the earth. Mm-hmm. The more that we empty ourselves, the more that God performs. And he's glorified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Humility. Humility. But also, once you do that point, then it comes to becoming righteous. Like, mm. that's the next step. You Because you cannot become righteous. You can't even start until you're humble. Yeah. Until Or until you're humbled. Well, and that's the thing. Like, humility is a sober sense of reality. Mm-hmm. Emptying ourselves so... Jesus may step in and live through us because Jesus is righteousness and through him living through us, we become righteous. Right. Yeah. It's, um, at college night, um, and college night, I'll explain it because yeah. I watch your podcast sure. and I know you always ask. <laughs> <laughs> so what is college? Night? Yeah. So college night is where, uh, at Antioch community church in college station, um, or, Technically, Brian, it's kind of both. Brian yeah, College yeah, Station. Yeah. Um, Same thing these days. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is a, so we have life groups, which is like individual small groups of college students that get together. And then we have sections, which is like a string of them. And then we have college wide, which is all the sections. So it's like a lot of college students that yeah. love Jesus coming together for worship, for prayer, for something in specific that night of the college night. And yeah. there was one not too long ago. That Ashley Hardy, um, the pastor's wife, Tyler Hardy's wife, um, she was talking about letting go of offenses, mm. and like one that like the way she put it blew my mind. But I'm trying to remember where I was, so you I can't, can't articulate it, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where I was to where it was going with what we were talking about. Humility, humility, and righteousness. Yes, and that night. Um, I wrote a poem talking about God is redefining forward. Yeah. And be, because in... Because you're a poet. I am a poet. <laughs> and We're, so, we're going to get into that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into some poetry. But within within this, like, it was, a, it was a realization upon me that in human eyes, forward is this direction. But in God's, it's this direction. Yeah. And we have to let God redefine forward in order to actually get out of that offense, get out of that bitterness, get out of that mm, self-seekingness. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a word, but yeah, yeah. 
we're going to use it. Yeah. Um, you know, like to be humble, you have to let him redefine your forward because you can't become humble unless you can take a step. Mm. But you can't take a step unless you know where. It almost seems like it's not even linear, though. It's just like heart position. It's like not even just forward in the in the way that we think about forward, but it's like forward into another plane of existence because it's like you could physically be walking in the direction like let's say you are working on your engineering degree Mm -hmm. and you are physically walking towards that goal of becoming an engineer and you're walking forward in the heart position of oh this is what i need to do to provide for myself and live and survive and if i don't do that i'm doomed or you could walk into it of like this is where I feel like God's calling me and he's confirmed this and I'm just going to walk in this, but I want to glorify God through that. Right. And that changes the direction, but not just on like a, you know, a two dimensional plane, but actually adding in that spiritual dimension in a sense. Like Mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't know if that makes complete sense, but literally just kind of you know how deadpool like breaks the fourth wall yes so he'll like breaking the fourth wall is like he's in the comics right Mm -hmm. and then he'll go on the outside of the comments and you'll see him like pointing in and looking at himself like Mm -hmm. in the comment Uh and talking directly to the reader right instead of interacting in his own little world that's i think kind of what we do when we surrender to god is we kind of pulled out of this like blinders that we have on our life and so self-centered and focused and we get pulled out and we start to see things as if we're not even the center of attention anymore. We start to see things like everybody is just as significant as us. Exactly. You die to yourself. Mm. You, like that's what you just explained. Sure. You explained the process of dying to yourself. Um, again, to my, knock to my poetry um i have two poems titled ghosted part one and part two and you know ghosted in today's world is like a girl ditching you a guy ditching you you know friends even like just people ditching mid conversation you know or you know thinking you were going good and then nothing you're like uh what's going on which happens in christian communities yes let's be honest it happens in christian communities it does and there's growth to be had Mm mm-hmm both that, uh, on both directions, yes. Yes. not just one. I believe it's both directions. Yes, and there's there's always there's always growth when there's m- mega change or mm. mini change. Like there's always a growth, but you have to learn the lesson in order to get that growth. Sure. And you know, with dying to yourself, it's you know like that's such a churchy term. <laughs> you know, like I mean, I grew up at the church. Yeah. And. It's a very churchy term. You hear sure. it all the time. Die to yourself. Die to yourself. It, sometimes they explain it. Sometimes they don't. But I wanted to put it into a modern term. And so I use ghosted. You literally have to ghost your old self. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird to think of. But that's why I understood your dimension thing. Yeah. Because that's, that's how I wrote that poem. It was, it was in that dimension almost in my headspace of like, I have to. Like all the temptations, all the things that's, yeah. that's to the old self. It's not to who I am now. And God's like born again creation. Um, so I have to ditch that person. I have to die to that person. I have to ghost that because I just have to sever that part of me. Mm. And once I do that, 
that's where sanctification is that's where humbleness is that's where righteousness is mm. like that it's on that side mm. it's not together and it's not over here it has to be once you ghost it yeah. and then even after that so you're here you ghosted the sinful habits or yeah, maybe yeah. habit you know you just you just ghosted something and you became a new creation you know that verse in corinthians mm-hmm. um you know the old is gone and the new has come yeah then you're here. Do you stay here forever? No. He'll sure. he'll accept you. <laughs> he'll accept you. But he calls you more. He he like keeps pushing you, keeps pulling you, keeps calling yeah. you. He won't force you, but he'll call you. Yeah. And he'll knock. And then it's like, okay, this was my ideology. This was my theology. But now God's telling me to do this. So I yeah. have to go through that thought process. Well, and it's choosing to continually walk in that obedience because we can have these big, radical uh, Holy Spirit encounters mm-hmm. or big chains of life that happens that are, that are negative. We see them as negative. They may actually be negative, mm-hmm. but we get encountered by God and God, it, it shows us and reveals the things that we are idolizing or holding on to or the things that we don't have submitted, the ways that we're so focused on the material and not what God's overall purpose is or what he says to set your mind on. Mm -hmm. And it's that continual choosing. I think that's the band or something. Maybe it's a Trump parade. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) There's this, this continual daily choosing to die to yourself, right? Or da- choosing daily, to step outside to of the uh, little tiny wants that we have. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so you are a poet. Yeah, let's jump into that. I am a poet. You want to share some poetry before we talk about it? Or uh, you want to talk about how you got into it? We can, we can talk a little bit how I got into yeah, it. Yeah, sure. So, oh, geez. So I actually, pre- poetry writing i used to write lyrics to music um not well not listening to music but i used to write lyrical you wanted to be a rapper i, I know <laughs> <laughs> you got me no I, I i loved singing i was in choir for sure. 13 years i loved singing i was never great i was good i'm good at choir but not solo and thought it was um then i found out i same. wasn't <laughs> same me too <laughs> yes it, the caleb's the caleb's thought we were good hey yes. mom's out there don't lie to your son. <laughs> Don't tell them they're good at singing. <laughs> like, be honest. Yeah, just be honest. <laughs> it humps us. No. Um, and, and until, like, you could lie to them until. No, don't ever lie. Don't, don't. <laughs> don't ever lie to your kids. Okay, continue. <laughs> so, um, so I used to write music, and it was a lot, you know, for me, writing was always about emotions, you know? Mm. And it was always like my emotional race, re- release, emotional release. And I was like, I'm just not good at singing. So this is like, it's like, it's in my opinion, it was like wasting my time to write this, but it was helping me at the same time. But I'm yeah. like, there's nothing I can do with this. It's just releasing these emotions inside yeah. of me. And I was like 16, 15, yeah. 16 at the time. Um, and, well, that's it. That's not talking. Sure, sure. But um, there was one moment, like, I had YouTube going on shuffle. You know how it does those random playlists? Yeah. So I love Lo-fi. those. Lo-fi. Yeah. So I love those. And I just, I, I had it going and going. And then all of a sudden this thing came up and I was like, what is this? It's so cool. 
And I found out it was spoken word poetry. Mm. And it was a poem called Jesus Is by Clinton Jennings. Um, and I was like, this is so good. And I had to like find out more about this. And once I figured out what spoken word poetry was, which was, uh, it was a while to figure out actually what it was. And my best friend, shout out to Travis, um, my best friend, he was like, why don't you try writing it? And I was like, Psh, I can't do that. I'm like, I write songs. And he's like, no, you write. He's like, mm. so try writing this. And I was like, okay. And, you know, I was like 17 at this time. Yeah. And um, I grew up in a church or a denomination where there was fine arts inside of the dom- denomination. So I had competed before with a song. So I was like, let me see if I can even write one. And then if I can compete with it. And I wrote one and it, I was like, let's roll with it. And um Going back and listening to it now, I can't stand it. I mean, good message, (laughs) horrible writing skills. (laughs) Um, But then, like, I... I, You were 16, you said? 17. 17. There you go. I was 17, and I wrote it. You didn't have that beard. The beard did it. There there was a baby face there. (laughs) Um, There's a baby face underneath here, too. (laughs) But... Oh, we can see. I wrote that to <laughs> I wrote that to district yeah. in district fine arts and then I got to national level and I was like wow and so I was like well, let me write another so I wrote another and I did that and I got a pretty good scoring in the national level um my best friend was like cool and I was like cool I'm done <laughs> that's it like it was a nice spurt you know I was about to enter senior year of high school and I was like I'm done and then January of 2019 mm. um yeah 2019 God was like, you ain't done yet. There's the, I, I got something for that. And so I picked up my pen and I wrote an entire album's worth of poetry. And I titled it and everything. And then God was like, all right, put that to the side. Now I'm going to use you for what you really need to write. And I was like, that took so long. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. That's, that's just that. Preparation. Now it's time for this. Yeah, exactly. So I did my, I did my lines and bears and then I had Goliath. Now I'm doing Saul. That's how I look at it. Mm. Um, and so now I have this album that I'm working on. I don't know when I'll release it, <laughs> but I'm working on it. And the album, the title's out, so I can actually say it on here. The title is God and Me. Hmm. Because poetry for me, as I said, was an emotional release, but it's also with God. Like, it's my thoughts with God. So I was like, what's the best title? My thoughts? Now, God and Me? Yeah. It was, it was that fast. <laughs> mm. But, uh, man... So you got you got some to share? Yeah, yeah. Let me pull it up. Yeah. So you nope. so you use poetry and previously songwritings as a way of creatively expressing kind of what's in your mind and what's on your heart, or things you're going through, or things that you see people going through and thinking about. Yes, all of the above. Okay. Do you feel like that? has been overall like obviously you do it and you love doing it Mm -hmm. but what what has been the effect that that's had on your ability to see truth you know cope with emotions i guess or or yeah it it was a realization of almost like an astonishing of what uh, of a creative piece god gave me that i could use to help me and help others Mm. And like it, it helps me left and right. Like even just writing it out, it's like yeah, whew, it's like a release. And yeah. like I, I don't even know how to. It's like a detachment, almost like a severing. 
not of a bad vine necessarily, but just a severing of that weight that was on me. And it's like, boom, it's in poetry and mm. no more. You know, I just remembered. I've actually wrote some spoken word as well. Maybe I'll pull Ooh. it up. I want to hear yours, though. You're probably the the boss here. All right, all right. Let me uh, try to think of a poem to pull up. I'll pull one from the new album piece. Okay. Let's go with... You know what? Yeah, let's let's go with... Uh, the one titled My Prayer. Okay. Um, to premise this poem, though, it's it's not just a prayer. It's like my soul's longing prayer. Because, we, you know, we all pray uh, if you're a Christian. And even some non-Christians pray to God, you know, or other religions they pray. Um, but, like, specifically to Christians inside the church. Like, we have prayers, you know. We pray in church, pray when we eat, pray all, this, all these times. But... Deep in our souls, there is a prayer, a longing, a, like a longing for God to do this or God to answer this or God to show up like this. So that's what this prayer is, mm. is like my longing for me, for the church, for my friends. Like it's, it's all in one. Um, it's kind of long, so I'll just read a little bit of it. But it starts out, um, dear God, I'm down here on my knees. You said if I needed you come and if I ask it will be done. So I'm down here. Producing, I'll be begging and pleading. I just wanted to make sure you're listening. I've been told you are my creator, maker, and caretaker. You developed me so I wouldn't detour from you, even though lately it seems it's all that I do. I want to be near you, but I fear you. And I know that fear is a liar, but it's built an empire inside of me. It's keeping me from reaching you. I read you part of the Red Sea. Could you please do that in me? I feel torn between bad Caleb and worse Caleb. I remember reading about the Caleb in the Bible. He was a warrior among men. I'm out here struggling in the shadow and where the hell are you, huh? Every day I wake up. I'd like to say I'm ready to face the day. Anymore, it seems like the day wants to face me. I want to say there will come a day, but to be honest, God, I'm scared to say that. Sometimes I wish I could stand up to the devil and say you're a worm and I'm ready to watch you squirm. Or come on, devil, I'll take you on and punch you out. I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to curse out the skies. I just want to hide away inside. God says go. My pride says no. He says yes, and I say no. I don't want to retreat to that God. Help me believe in what you want me to receive. You've called me to this purpose, though the pain makes me feel like I'm unequipped and worthless to even scratch the surface. Keep going, bro. Keep going? Yeah. All right. <laughs> when I was younger, you told me there was a reason I was meant to be. But God, I'm out here, and I can't help but feel alone when I don't feel your hand, because all I see is the church debating. Are tattoos wrong? Can I drink and be a Christian? Should I support the LGBT community? Can I listen to Elton John even though he's a gay man? Honestly, God, I couldn't care less. You said love everybody the same no matter what they do or what they say. Sometimes I look at my nation full of discrimination, sexualization, individualization that is affecting the globalization of the next generation, but you have given us the prescription to the solution. Am I able to call in a substitution? Why is it I have to lead this revolution? I know you work all things for your glory, for your holy story. So please, God, please give me strength to walk this wire only to lift you higher. I'm tired of seeing the lonely and the lost. God, give me a pedestal so I can point them to your cross. You've proven death doesn't mean a thing, and Satan doesn't have any sting, but that's only if I fully faith it with you. So God, that's what I'm out here trying to do. 
Every time I pick up the phone to your call, I get slammed to the wall by the voices of the church and the voices of the world. I'm not saying this for my poetry. This is me praying on bended knee. It's time to initiate, advocate, and reciprocate the words given to us in the Bible. Dial me again, God, because I'm ready to do this. If I end up preaching to the masses, it will always be about you. If I end up in the classes, your words will be taught. Because I will declare one name. I will obey one name. I will proclaim one name. I will believe in one name. I will cry for one name and I will die for one name. For he is the only way home to my father. Bro, I see why that's art, man. Like, sometimes I think you can, like, oh, I like, like, I like music. I like rap. But spoken word, it's not as good as those... Dude, I, I was just closing my eyes and listening to that. That's amazing. I don't even want to read mine now. <laughs> I, I mean, actually, I'm not afraid to read mine, but you want to hear mine? So, yeah, that was actually... Let, actually, let's first, let's break down some of the things you said in yeah, there. Yeah, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot that I said in there. What exactly do you um, want to hit first? I mean, I mean, I wrote it, so, like, yeah, there's a lot. Where do you want to start with that? I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. so much there, but that gets you in the heart oh you know? yeah it does every poem i write does um like right i mean right at the beginning yeah you know it says dear god i'm down here on my knees you said if i needed to come and if i ask it will be done so i'm down here pretty soon i'll be begging and pleading i just wanted to make sure you're listening like that right there that last line i just wanted to make sure you're listening like so many of us feel like we're just talking to the walls mm. we just feel like our words are echoing and going up, you know, sometimes we think it goes from angel to angel to angel, and then God gets it on delayed mail or something. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not that. It's it's direct. It's direct messaging. Like it's boom, ow. It's it's right away. Sliding into those DMs. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it, <laughs> it's right away. God gets it. Yeah. You know, godly DMs. <laughs> yeah. Um. That that that's. Like, and I felt that so many times to where I felt like my prayers were just bouncing off the walls and nothing was changing, even though I don't have to see the change. God was working behind the scenes the whole time. I just didn't notice. Yeah. No, God is, he loves us so much. Like, you know, you think about the things that we'll do for the people we love, like, Mm -hmm. especially like romantic interest, at least in, in my in 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 my life that has been the thing and i i i'm starting to shift that to all of my relationships all of my friends mm. to where i'm like setting up things for them mm-hmm. um but for the people we love we'll go out of our way to prepare the way for people mm-hmm. we will set things up and it's like how much like for a surprise party or something like that right and we'll wait and it won't that that what we set up won't culminate into a very specific point that we're excited about mm-hmm. because they have no idea what you're doing, which is what God does. He surprises us mm-hmm. with what He is doing because right. if you if if you were hosting a surprise party for someone right. and you told them exactly what was going to happen, mm-hmm. there would be no surprise. There'd be no surprise. It wouldn't be fun, and they could, they would even know in advance. So they wouldn't worry. Yeah. Like they wouldn't. Right. They wouldn't have to concern themselves with what they do because they know it's coming. Well, and and sometimes I know I do this when I'm planning a surprise party for someone. I'll drop some hints. But (laughs) you do. But 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 (laughs) not to the point to where they know. 
that it's coming, right? Just enough to where they're like, okay. What is Bailey getting on about? Yes. Like, what is what is this? Yeah. And you're involved. Mm. So, like, God's involved. He's very involved. Mm-hmm. He's not just going to, like, do stuff and, like, not be involved in our life. Right. But there will be little whispers here and there. A little, uh, I would just wait a little bit, you know. Whispers. I have something mm-hmm. coming up and a brewing. Right. Mm, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, there's a, another part of that poem. Yeah. Where it, it's talking about, um, like, it, it's, it's the Red Sea. He part of the Red Sea. And, like, can you do that in me? Like, I feel mm. torn between bad and worse. Like, it wasn't good and bad. It was bad and worse at the time of writing this. Like, I'm like, I don't I don't know what to do. Like, it was just such, I was, I wasn't necessarily stuck in my head, but I was stuck in the mud and muck of myself. And I'm like, what, do, what am I supposed to do? Like, I was so stuck. And I'm like, can you part me? Like, so that I can at least go bad and not worse? Mm. You know, that, that was my thought process then. And then God was like, no, no, no. I can transform you by the renewing of your mind. And by the time I finished that poem, which like what took two days, I think, um, by the time I finished this poem, I felt like my mind was transformed. I'm like, mm. dang. Like, and then there was so many verses that had so much clarity upon it. And I'm like, oh, God does love me. Like, God does care. You know, he is there. And there's other poems I have that question that almost well like they question it but then they reaffirm that he is there it's it's, it does both because that is the process of releasing emotions you face the problem Mm. you focus you frame the problem you know because what does a frame do it tells you where to focus Mm. and so you put you put your frame over that and then you know what to focus on and then you lean into god to figure out what you're supposed to do Mm. And that's the process of how I write poetry. Mm. So what do you think the like the writing process in general has done for your relationship with the Lord or seeing his prayers come to fruition? Mm-hmm. Do you think everybody should write things down? Because I've yes. noticed when I... Yes, yeah. I can say that hundred hundredfold. I don't know what the word is. Just yes, yeah. because in Habakkuk 2.2, it says write things down and make it plain and simple. Mm. Boom biblical plain and simple in what way well that's what it says like just right there plain and simple so like i'm guessing make it to where a child can understand Mm. you know it doesn't mean dumb it down like don't don't lie but make it simple yeah maybe like simple in terms so you can see that god actually answered it right you know like i so, so many people have uh uh, encourage me to make my prayer simple like pray for a specific thing mm-hmm. so you can see it fulfilled mm. you know like ask God specific questions yeah like not what is my life purpose right yeah you know, I mean like, I God feel like what there, do you want me to do today I feel like there are certain questions that are kind of always there and mm. I'm not sure like if we're meant to know the answers or not but I feel like there's some that it's like you can wait on the like it's a very evident you can wait because you don't need that right now um and then there's others like okay you need this like you need to know this like you need to know god loves you Mm. he went to the cross for you he bled for you he died for you and he went to hell like not just died he went to hell for three days and then came back for Mm. you like all of this was for you it was for everyone that you don't like and everyone you like 
that's insane to think about right there, you know? Um, For you because God wants you. Yes. Not because you deserve him. No. He's, you know, he's, he's merciful and gracious, but he's also just. Mm. Um, a lot of people like to skip over that one or the like just. to sugarcoat just. Right. Um, so, so, just so many is. times. He will have the last word, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what else in that, that poem right. sticks out to you? Ooh. Honestly, um, towards the middle-ish area. Yeah. Um, I think. It says, when I was younger, there, you told me there was a reason I was meant to be. But I feel alone because I don't fear, feel your hand. You know, that kind of goes with what we talked about a little bit. But, like, you know, I don't, I don't feel him out here. You know, mm. like, where is he? Like, in all the political wars, where is he? In all the political stunts, where is he? In all the church stunts, where mm. is he? You know, in all the church abuse, where is he? You know, things like that that are hard pills to swallow. But you're like where is he you know that it was that that type of thought process going through my head like okay when i was younger you told me there was a reason but i don't i don't understand like what's going on where where'd you go where mm. you know like, why'd you leave even though i never left but i was blind to see where he was and then you go further and you say something kind of touching on cultural christianity now yes. about the questions is, yeah is this okay is this not yes um like tattoos drinking lgbt elton john like all that stuff you know it's you know because i grew up in the church like my dad was a pastor for a little bit and like i always was in the church every time the doors were opened almost (laughs) always sitting there and you know those questions came to me because i'm like where like you know christian culture world culture Jesus culture, not the man. <laughs> Jesus culture. Um, you know, like all those questions came to me. And I'm like, so where is God in all this? Mm-hmm. You know, where mm-hmm. is he in all this? And I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still learning that one. Um, but I know that he's in the middle. Mm-hmm. He's in the middle of it all. Um, he's above it and he's under it. I mean, he's the kind of like, honestly, I'm going to use this. This is my energy drink that I love. It's on a coaster. And the coaster surrounds the drink. So just imagine this all the way up to here. Mm-hmm. That's God around us. And then this whole table is the attacks. Mm. And so we feel surrounded by people that are going to backstab us, by distrust by hurt by fear that's the key one what is that song i'm surrounded surrounded by you yes what what is the it's called um surrounded uh in parentheses fight my battles oh yeah i was gonna say so what is the lyrics even though i feel surrounded the michael w smith version i'm surrounded by you yeah yeah even though I'm it may look like I'm surrounded, oh. but I'm yeah. surrounded Even by you. Exactly. Like I'm it may look like I'm surrounded, you know, because it's all right here. But it's a big wave. God's it's like all this political stuff is just this dark, muddy wave just waiting to just 
culminate tonight, right? Mm-hmm. There might be riots tonight exactly. in the world. There yes. might be riots all over the U.S. and even the world tonight because yeah. of like what goes down. Because between one Either man way, and another in the world's eyes. Between it's crazy. one man and another. And you know what the reality is? Hmm. Tomorrow, we're all going to wake up and we're going to work. What is tomorrow, Wednesday? Yeah. And it, it probably, like, like I don't want to speak anything over, but it might not even be decided yet. Well, yeah. I mean, like, okay, so this is just election day. It's not inauguration day. Right. You know? I mean, that's in January? Bum, 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 bum. I'm, I'm going to sound like a dum-dum. I don't know if it's January <laughs> or not. <laughs> but yeah. whenever inauguration day is, that that's going to be another day just like today. You know what's funny? I heard this thing recently. Uh, from a pastor and he was talking to a guy that's like always talking about his political opinion right he didn't specify whether he was left or right or whatever mm-hmm. but he was like so adamant about this all the time all the time and he, he goes up to him he's like hey man you know i i'm not trying to i'm not trying to get you with a stinger but can i ask you one thing i just i just want to be honest with you is the pastor asking or yeah is he, the pastor's okay. asking he's like i just want to be honest with you or ask you an honest question when's the last time you shared the gospel I mean that's right? a good question that's a good question to ask. It's like we're so focused on what political affiliation and and I have my opinions too. Mm-hmm. But our prime focus should be the like saving grace power of yeah. God. Mm-hmm. The fact that he will return and he's going to be establishing the final government, the final say. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to bring like it's just up us to walk into that knowing and that trust right now. And position our hearts and our lives in a way that mirrors this knowing and trust and faith yeah. in the coming glory of our God to mm-hmm. earth. You know, That's how we are able as Christians, as authentic Christ followers, to be able to have peace in the midst of all this. Hmm. In the midst of COVID, in the midst of political stuff, in the midst of riots, everything. Uh, like uh, natural disasters, all that type of stuff. We are able to have peace because he gives us peace, but he doesn't give like the world gives. He gives like he does. And it's totally different. We can't understand it. It's it. The peace overwhelms us, mm. but in a good way. Yeah. All the bad looks like this big wave just crashing in. Right. But, but I, I don't but know. Jesus, that, that makes a good story, though. You yeah, know what I'm it, saying? It does. But, you know, right right now when you said wave, like it just made me think of Jesus on the boat with Mm. the disciples. Oh. He's just like, peace. Peace. Not peace, but peace. Peace out. He says peace out later, but he's like, peace. Peace out, but I'll be back. I don't know all the words he actually used. He may have just said peace. He may have said quiet down. Like, I don't know. But the gist of it is that there was bliss. There was peace. That's a great analogy right now because all the uh, all the followers, all the apostles on the boat were afraid. Yeah. They were worried about They thought what was they were going to die. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many people that right now that are searching for clarity. Yeah. They're searching for clarity. And they're, they're running... To whoever sounds best, hmm. whoever sounds prettier, yeah. So left or right, whichever one sounds better to them. Media or seems. whatever sounds better or seems yeah seems sounds seems better to them. But 
as a Christian, our compass is not of this world. Mm. Our compass is the spirit inside of us. And then we pray, we meditate, we discern the next direction. And we, we, I don't think we're doing that right now. Like as a whole, right? As a, as a, as a, a good a, portion of us that are. You but, mean like as the bride of Christ? Yeah, like even, my, no. even myself, right? Like until this breakup I went through, I wasn't like aware of what I was focusing on. Like it, you know, the it, attributes of Christianity, exactly. they looked good. Like, yeah, I showed up to the events. I did this. I did that. And I was. I, I was being genuine. Like it, You weren't just a checklist Christian. Yeah, you it, were genuine about right. it. Right. And it's a, it's a stepping process, right? Sanctification process. But when this all culminated, what I realized was that, man, this is this, this God, our God, this book, this is the answers. The answers are in here. And spending time and receiving the peace of God and the satisfaction of God surpasses everything surpasses everything and is the purpose of our lives right to to glorify the yeah. creator right if you created something ultimately you want that art to glorify you right mm-hmm. you want the, oh you're known by your poetry you're known by right. your art right but for us it's the point of why we do anything is to create art put things into the world right to glorify the it's, person that lives inside yeah. of us i love how chris tomlin uh, I don't know if it was just Chris Tomlin, but Chris Tomlin and Thomas Rhett, they have a song, yeah. and it says, be the moon. Mm. You know, we are we are just a reflection. We're a resource. We're not the source, and we're not the sun. Yeah. S-O-N or S-U-N, whichever way you want to put it. We're not, we're not that, but we are a conduit. We're a vessel. So we, just like you said, we are able to create. You, you got this podcast. I have my poetry, among other things that we can do, because he's given us those giftings. Yeah. And... I love the symbolism there. It's a good mm-hmm. song as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's an amazing song. <laughs> but yeah, to sorry for interrupting you, but no, you're good. like the point that I was trying to make is that we can do the Christian things mm-hmm. or be doing the right things and have salvation, but not be receiving the truth from God on a daily basis. We can be living in a place of depravity, even though we are following the Lord to the best that we can. We can live this life of not fully receiving the joy of God. And, and to so many, it seems like, you know, getting into the word and sitting there, and like you said, feeling like you're praying to nothing sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. It, it seems so counterintuitive to us advancing in life or getting something out of life or doing whatever the American dream is, right? But... And it sounds so esoteric. It sounds so just out of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Which it, it is, right? You're setting your sights on things that are mm-hmm. above. But God is there. Right. He is there. He wants us, and we need him. Mm-hmm. He wants us enough to where he's, gonna, he's going to literally break up all the relationships we have, break up any uh, advancements we have, any career goals, because we've already given our lives to him. Right. We just don't know how to fully receive him in full. Like we don't know how to empty ourselves and be the vessel. And that's the process of sanctification Mm. and discipline. You know, they kind of go hand in hand. You you know, he said that he'll cut off the bad vines. He'll cut off the bad branches. 
Sure. Like, well, he is the vine. He'll cut off the bad branches. That's what it is. He will cut them off. That's a severing. That's not just a sandpaper down. That's a severing. So, you know, with relationships, with consistencies, with routines, with whatever we have going on, if that's not lining up with his purpose, his will, because we, we, we said Christian, we claimed it. We said, be our Lord and Savior, not Savior and friend. Be our Lord mm. and Savior. So he saved us from hell and eternal damnation, which thank God for that. <laughs> but he's also the Lord right, right. of our lives. And, you know, lordship, is it's, it's us being of servitude to him. And the only way to be of servitude and to be a servant is to let go of all personal mm. will. Because if you think God's only a friend, then you'll freak out or get upset or be confused when you feel convicted exactly. by his spirit. Because you know, friends don't, like friends, right? Don't, mm-hmm. but they should, right? They should keep each other accountable. Yeah. But dude, computer Caleb producer caleb i want you to be a part of this let's get this uh all right. pot stirring all right all right um is there any questions you have for caleb is there any well, the other um, caleb yeah one as far thing, as his poetry I, and everything i think that's really good that we can kind of bring up because you were talking yeah. about like sanctification you were talking about that process of going through rough situations and mm-hmm. struggling with that and being confused why god would allow that to happen i think one important thing um and I did not come up with this. This was something my uh, pastor back home, um, if you're ever in Round Rock, go to Oasis Church. It's awesome. That's right. what I love about Christianity <laughs> is we let each other play, plagiarize us all the time. That's we true. don't care. <laughs> well, um, so one thing he, he said is it's the breaking before the breakthrough. Mm. So we have to allow ourselves to hit that, that rough spot, that breaking point where we need God. Mm. where we have to turn to him and what'll happen is we go through those things and we're frustrated and discouraged but we'll come out being like okay god you actually have answered my prayers you've actually right done those things that i've been praying about and wanting that breakthrough in but to get there you have to have the breaking mm-hmm. yeah yeah but what if in the breaking you turn to something else <laughs> yeah that's what we talked about towards the beginning yeah. right and I mean, that's where, that's why we need God because it's so easy to turn to other things. But okay, I have a question. I have an answer. Maybe. It's easy to say these things, right? Yes. But how do you turn to God? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm a struggling Christian, right? Mm-hmm. I am here. I am on my knees. I just had all this crazy things happen, right? How do I come to God? Like, I I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Theoretically. Um, well, so what I personally would say is what I had to do um, when I've gone through rough things. It's first thing, um, surround yourself with people that love the Lord and want to push you to the Lord, like what you guys were talking about earlier. Mm. Um, two, I'd say just read the Bible. It's it's easy. It's another easy thing to say, and it's like seems almost too practical. But it really is something powerful that God will use and breathe into to speak to your life. Because a lot of times we're so focused or 
we want God to speak to us right. now, mm-hmm. but we're not listening to what he's already said. Right. right. Like he said things in the Bible like, don't be arrogant. Ooh, right. don't said, speak to us now. <laughs> right. Ooh, we are so, we, we live in a McDonaldized mm-hmm. society. McDonald's. Okay, I just took a sociology yeah, course. Yeah. It's an actual term. Yeah. You know, living in, in most what you hear is the fast food, the entitlement. We think we are entitled to the speed. We're entitled yeah. to the fast food. We're entitled to the fast grace, the fast peace, the fast achievements, all these things. But that's not what he promises. Yeah. That is not what he promises. He he promises hard work. He promises us having to go through that process. Well, why would he spend his time? Like, he, he loves us, of course, so he's going mm-hmm. to transcend our own ability. He's going to transcend our own effort. But, you know, if we're... 10 years down the line. And I don't, I don't want to speak for God on this front of what he will and what, what he won't do. But theoretically, why would he spend extra time to wish, like to say something like to speak things into life? And, and maybe he does, but when you won't even listen or we won't listen to what he's already said, like do not envy, do not boast, do not insist on your own way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God, please tell me, what I should do on a daily basis. And then yeah. it's like, hey, man, it's right yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Man. It points you right back. Yeah. So I think I was kind of asked this similar question earlier this week, I think. Um, I think it was this week. But they were asking me, how do I know what's next? Like, how do I know what's next? I've already done this. So what's next? And I'm mm-hmm. like, have you read the Bible? I'm like, are you aligned with Christ? If you align yourself with Christ, it's going to make pretty much crystal clear sense Mm. of what's next. Mm. But you have to align first. Um, And to go with that, I think that you can we can look at the story of the good shepherd. So mm -hmm. Jesus is the good shepherd. We are his sheep. Mm -hmm. The sheep recognize his voice. That's the passage. But how are we supposed to follow the good shepherd? How are we supposed to recognize his voice if we can't hear his voice, if we never actually take the time to recognize it because we're not reading what he said? Mm. Right. So, Mm. Bailey, with what you said earlier about how do I go to God in this moment? How do I, with everything that's going on, how do I do this? And he just brought it up with the good shepherd of the voice. So, right now, your mission is to learn his voice mm. so that the next time you go through something, you know his voice. Mm. You know what's next. You know where to turn. You don't have to think about it. And that's the other mm. thing. I think that so often we're like, okay, God, give me a sign. Show me you're here. Do something for me. <laughs> He's and like, it's either in hearing something or doing something. But what we need to do, and this was the third thing I was going to say, is thankfulness. Hmm. The Bible constantly, like throughout all the scriptures, it talks about the importance of thankfulness because we get our mind off of ourselves and get it focused on God, get it focused on what he's done, what he wants to do next. It reminds us that he's faithful and that he not only fulfilled his promises in the past, both um, in the Bible and for us personally, but he's going to do it again. Bro, we forgot to pray before this again. (laughs) We were saying that we're like, because we, we, we meet up Sundays to like do some planning and, and how, how uh, we're going to, you know, position our hearts and everything. And uh, 
we said we were gonna pray but we forgot again yeah uh, we need to get better at that <laughs> uh, but dude that's a great point the thankfulness i think having a th- thankfulness practice and i think one good way is by praising god yes. like singing praising the music like put on some maverick city music like start listening to those words words great is your faithfulness yeah. infuse yourself with that it's declaring from that he is good it's declaring sun. that his promises are true yeah. and it reminds right. ourselves of that and out of, of if, um, if what comes out of our mouth is um, what what's in the heart yeah. the yes. mouth will speak yes. yeah. um, then we need to speak out God's truth we need to declare it and yeah. that is what worship is that's, that's one thing I found be. is like I was I was so like you know I was taking it from like a okay biblical perspective like let's understand these things and I'm a big understanding guy I like questions i like to see how other people think i like and but spending so much time i mean caleb can attest for this i was talking about it all the time so much time researching and looking into politics and what's happening on this earth so focused on that and then you start talking about it all the time and that's mm-hmm. you're thinking about it and right. you think that's the most important thing right. and it's like what you focus on is who you become and so focusing framing. on Jesus the majority of the time, like do we spend or do you spend more time watching Fox News or CNN than you do in the Word? Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, there's something wrong. And you're a Christian, there's something wrong. If you spend more time on Instagram than you do in the Word, yes, there's something wrong. On Instagram, on Netflix, on Peacock, on Pluto, on... Peacock? What is that? It's a <laughs> <laughs> Pluto? Peacock? <laughs> it's another streaming service. What, what stream- kind of dimension are you living in, bro? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're streaming services. Okay. There are other ones. Can we stream to that? Can we stream there, Caleb? Do you have a Roku? Oh, no, I meant stream this podcast. Oh. Uh. It's like, no Disney Plus. it's like Disney Plus. It's like Disney Plus. It's just another streaming service. Disney Plus is another one. Yeah. Like all these things or people that can take up your time. Who, who, like the devotion you have, where is it? You know, the, the time you put in. People too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we get, and it's okay. Like it's okay to recognize. Yeah. No, that you're that's, not arriving. That's that, actually good. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Very good. That, that's good to realize the reality of where you are. Mm. Because once you realize the reality of where you are, you can look at the direction you need to go. Mm. But you have to realize your reality first. You have to realize what you're under. You have to realize what you're focusing on. Because your focus determines what's in you. Your focus determines what you look at, what you hear, what you taste, what I was going to say see, but I said look at. Yeah. <laughs> it's a one for one, it seems like. It's like they feed each other. Mm-hmm. Like if if your heart is for God, you spend more time with God. If right. you want him more, you spend more time with him. If you want him less and your heart is focused on other things, you spend more time doing that. But as you dive into the words more, the truth begins to be revealed more and more, and then you start to adopt the peace and the assurance. Mm-hmm. Like, 
what is it? What is that verse? Faith is the assurance for things hoped for. Yes, right? that is the verse. Yes. I it did is not the, know what you, where you were going. <laughs> yeah, is the assurance. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for hmm. and things not seen. I believe. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the I don't know, maybe actualization of things not seen, but uh, hmm. the assurance of things hoped for. Like, let's break that down for a second. Ooh. The assurance of things hoped for faith trusting in god the act of trusting in god mm-hmm. it's the assurance of things hoped for. honestly makes no sense to me like it <laughs> makes a lot of sense but at the same time it's like that's really out there mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah say it again one more time faith and you could you could look it up caleb or i can look it up uh you're, you guys are both caleb yeah Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The assurance that's uh, the assurance of things hoped for. Faith. Faith is the assurance. Well, hope. Hope and faith go hand in hand. There is no hope without faith. Right. And there's no faith without hope. Like they go hand in hand and trust is there too. Yeah. Here's the verse. Um, So now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Hebrews Mm. 11, 1. Conviction Mm. of things not seen. Wow. That's good. It's a really powerful verse because, like, the assurance means. Mm. The NLT version says this. Yeah, bring it. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Mm. So it's like, why did the apostles die? Because of their trust in God. Mm-hmm. It was the evidence for things that you could not see. The reality. It shows the reality mm-hmm. of what is hoped for because... Yeah. And they were so steadfast and secure on God's faithfulness, on God's promises, in that trust of God, Mm -hmm. that it didn't matter what they went through. It didn't matter that they had to die and suffer. It didn't matter that they had to carry their cross daily because they they knew that God was good. They knew that he would keep his promises, and they knew that no matter what, they would be with God for eternity. Yeah, and the the next verse is, through their faith, the people— in days of old earned good a good reputation by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at god's command that we now see that we now see did not come from anything that we can be seen i don't know (laughs) sometimes you're just like well yeah well let's rewind back to just like the beginning of that faith is the assurance like really we could change it to faith is the trust like assurance you have to trust it like it's the it's like the um well faith is trust well yeah well faith hope and trust go hand in hand yeah you know and everybody's got to have hope you know what i'm saying exactly well you know what with that (laughs) me i was talking about this earlier today actually it let me ask this both of y'all is it possible to have hope without having faith in christ is it actually possible in this world no that is our hope i mean you can have hope you can hope in things 
that will let you down. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, either way, we're going to put our, our faith and our trust in something. Yeah. Right. So wherever we're putting our faith and trust, that's where our hope is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's just when we put our faith or our hope in things of the world, if right. we put the hope in things that are here, we know for certain they will disintegrate. But when we put our hope in the God that created the things, mm-hmm. we know it will live forever. Yeah. So it's like that's a that's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. There's like I was reading through Romans and it was talking about how uh, so many know the reality of God and have heard the reality of God and understand and feel the the burden that God is real, mm-hmm. yet don't care. Actually ignore it. Yeah. Still do the things that he hates. It's out yeah. of rebellion. Like, cause they know it, they 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 feel the conviction. Yeah, you know, cause uh, they feel the guilt. Guilt equals conviction, mm. but shame equals identity. Mm. So let's 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 get into a few rapid fire questions here. Why don't we? All right, let's roll. I love I love this? I love this section. Of the <laughs> I don't know if I like it on me, but I love <sighs> hearing it. So, uh, first rapid fire question: If you could choose a single superpower. What would it be and why? A single superpower. Yeah. I think it says a lot about people. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, probably to be, it's so generic and cliche, super strong. Oh, super strong, super strength. How come? Mr. Incredible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From the Incredibles. Um, I think he's a dork personally, but <laughs> I just <laughs> I I love the like the thought of <laughs> if there's if there's a semi coming at you, you're just like boom, you ain't gonna hurt right. me, or you ain't gonna hurt my family. You know that that's kind of what I think it is. I'm gonna get spiritual here. That's what it is with faith, in my opinion. Mm. When you get infused with Jesus. Mm. And you're fueled up in your faith. You're fueled up with the scriptures. Mm. Because the scripture is your weapon. It's your sword. It's your double-edged sword. And so it, it is your weapon against the enemy's attacks. And so... Let me see if I can break that down. So what you're saying <laughs> is the super strength is your assurance for the hope that you can stop that car with your hand. Yeah. The same way God is the assurance that you are going to be raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you won't die. Ah, so you're a godly man. <laughs> you're more righteous than us now. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So, but out of all the superpowers, like strength. super strength. Well, it's also because you know it says God, like He will give us strength to get through what we need to get through. Mm. It doesn't mean He's going to give us an adrenaline shock. To you right. know, it's n- it's not a I can do anything. It's it's endurance. It's stamina. Mm. It's okay. Flat tire. Okay, I trust God. So let's figure out how we're gonna do this. Oh, broken down car. What are we gonna? We're gonna trust God, and He'll provide a way. Oh, sh- she has cancer now. What, mm. What's gonna happen? We're gonna trust God, and He's gonna make a way. If He takes her, she's in heaven. If He takes her, and she's not a believer, we live in a fallen world. But the current tragedies of today cannot cannot compare to the paradise awaiting right. us 
in heaven. Right. Paul's like, e- even the good things, right? Paul uh, says, I count it all as loss mm-hmm. for the increasing, uh, the increasing worth of knowing God. Right. That's wild. Like, I, I've used this analogy before. It's mm-hmm. like Jesus coming down from the throne of heaven, like glorified, if perfect, and becoming... For a second, glorified, exalted. Mm. It's not like glorified. Is, I feel like it's a bit of an overused word, but it's just exalted. It's higher than anything else. But mm. continue. I just wanted to well, put what, that out What there. I'm saying is imagine Bill Gates mm-hmm. saying... I don't want any of my money anymore. I want to come and be like you peasants down here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the, it would never happen. Mm-hmm. It would never happen. That would be so... We'd be like, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Well, I mean, look, look at Jose in the Bible. God told him to marry a prostitute. Mm. I mean, put it in modern terms. Marry a porn star. Mm. Like, a man of God called to marry a porn star. Don't get any ideas, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that just, was a specific <laughs> instance. <laughs> it's a little specific, but I'm just saying, like, that's insane. Like, yeah. people looked at Jose like, you're cray-cray. You're more than cray-cray. You're out of it. But it was God. Yeah. On top of that, have you heard the story of uh, the people that sold themselves into slavery because there was this island that just had a bunch of slaves on it, and they sold themselves into slavery so they could bring the gospel to to there knowing they would never get off the island wow. in their whole life. Dang. They sold themselves because this guy was I did not know that. He was so against having any priests or whatever. Like if a priest came to the island, he would like isolate them and put or a pastor or whatever it was at the time would isolate them until he found them a ride back. Until mm. they he wouldn't let him talk to anybody. And so these people uh, sold themselves to slavery, mm-hmm. knowing that they would never come back. Their families weeping and and mourning this this choice, but knowing that they were going to go there mm-hmm. and they were going to share the gospel to save these people's right. souls. And because God loves these people, mm-hmm. that is radical. Yeah, and that's what it truly means to trust God mm-hmm. to one hundred percent believe that if God's leading me to this place. Then it's he's going to use it. It's going to be good. If he, God is leading me, yes. yes. And mm. that's what they did. And it seems crazy to us, but it's powerful. And God uses people who have that radical faith and are willing to pursue Him and just focus on Him and not on anything else. So, question number two. Yes, but I, I kind of want to. Do you personally right now mm-hmm. feel? Like you have strength in your life. Like, because I think sometimes this superpower is like who we want to be or like what mm. we would want to do, you know? And so do you feel like you can protect your, mm-hmm. you know, your friends, your family, your loved ones? Do you feel like you could stop a car on its track per se, you know? Yes. Okay. I do. Um, Was there ever a time where you didn't? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Um, that's a long topic, yeah. but yes, there were many, many times throughout my life, especially the year 2016. That was a very difficult year for me, mm. but that was also the year where I turned around. Mm. 
that was the turning point for me. And with crazy that, how that works. Yeah, right. With that moment, I w- it was the lowest point of my life. Most depressed I had ever been. Most what was going on? Physical pain. Can you tell us about it? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm totally. A lot of people know about it. So whoever hears about it, whatever. It's my testimony. So like, I'm chill. Um, I used to do Taekwondo. Don't know if you know that. Uh, I am a black belt, but I did it for six years. Couldn't take these leg kicks though. I son. did it. <laughs> no, I'm, <playing. laughs> I'm joking with you. I did it for six years. Yeah. And in March 28th, yeah, 2016. I know the exact day because it changed me. Um, I was sparring, you know, uh, you know, sparring, you got the gear and all that jazz, mm. um, you know, doing it. And I got kicked right in between my legs and mind you, Oh, mind you, I was, I'm not, I was, I was never the best, but I was one of the best sparrers in that school. You were a beast. And, um, I was doing my favorite kick, which is a jump reverse. Like you jump, you spin around, you do a certain kind of kick, right? My favorite Spinning kick. Spinning back kick? And actually, number two jump reverse round kick, oh. to be exact. Any Taekwondo people out there. Wow. Um, or some people know it as a roundhouse. Okay. So, oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, taekwondo terms, it's round kick. Um, it's like a spinning back kick. I don't know what that one is, but oh, okay. I'll take your word wow. on it. Um, so that... I was in the air when I got hit and I had the gear on gear broke. Okay. And I landed on the ground in a lot of pain and I ended up in ER later with a hematoma and two blood clots. Oh my gosh. Yes. Not, not what you want to hear when no. you're 15 years old, turning 16. Yeah. And it shattered me. It completely shattered me because I was a person who put my identity in what I could do. I put my identity in helping people. I put my identity in the athleticism I had. I put my identity in all the times I helped people move. I helped people run garage sales. I helped people. I just, that was what I put my identity in. Yeah. It was taken away from me. Just like that. And... Mm. I was so depressed, so depressed. And then I heard a song by Anthem Lights, and that's why they're my favorite band to this day. A song called Where the Light Is. And it says, even when you're close to midnight, hope's still there, like hope's still shining. You know, you see the candle in the window. You feel the little flame. You feel it. You see the flicker. You see the headlights coming down the road. These are all lyrics on the song. Even when you're close to midnight, it's there. And it was close to midnight when I actually heard the song. Mm. And I was so low. I was so down because I I couldn't move. I was on bed rest. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. And all I could do was think. That's all I could do. And this was before I wrote any, it was writing music. That's when I started. And that year, turned my life around but just as caleb said earlier it broke me first so what happened what do you mean like when when did god step in like Ooh. what where is that what happened there yeah like um, what did you realize like what was so going through your mind it was a moment and um so it was the low the lowest point of this entire journey and i heard that song pop on and it was a moment when 
like not long before I prayed and I'm just like, God, where are you? Yeah. Like, why would you let this happen to me? You know what? Like, what did I do to deserve this? Then it came to me and I'm like, oh, you're still here. You want me to learn this. You broke me so that you could shine through me. Mm. You could shine to me. I, you know, it was that wall. It was that barrier that was broken. And then it lit up a lot of things in my life that I had to fix, break, let him, well, let him come up, come in and fix and shatter and then rebuild and reform and realign my life. And so it's been a journey the last four years. <laughs> You're telling me, bro. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a full year of yeah. recovery. Yeah. Um, full, a full year, three months of darkness mm. and then a turning point, a trend, a, a renewing of my mind, literally. So what really made you like, what really revived that hope in you besides like you just being encountered, but like what, what kept it going? What kept it going? Yeah. I think with that hope being sparked inside of me, it, it let me open my eyes. Mm. It like, I allowed myself to open my eyes to reality of what people who loved me were telling me as fact and not as you just don't like me. Like there's so many times, so many people think that when we are, trying to you know call them out tell them what's wrong they're like oh you don't like me and it's like mm. no we love you we love you but we want you to be better because that's what jesus wants mm. you know that's a sanctification process and it was through me having that hope sparked and then my ears were opened it was like who he who has an ear let him hear it's like i was finally letting myself hear the words that the preachers were saying, the words that mentors were saying, people who loved me were saying. And I mean, I feel like I'm more open now than I've ever been, mm -hmm. but it was a process of learning. And so there, I mean, I would definitely say that there was times where it was like backsliding. I'm like, why am I not moving forward? And then it was because there was lessons that had to be learned there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's what I would say. That's, it was ear, ears were open eyes were opened wow wow testimonies bro we love them love them okay i can't believe we're in rapid fire right now and this fight like it's actual fire what is being said right now <laughs> okay what is your preferred landscape city beach mountains lake etc okay well due to the fact that i've never seen a mountain or a beach. That's oh man, a beach? You never seen a beach? No. What do you mean? Well, not an actual beach, not connected to the ocean. You never been to Galveston? No. You never been to Port Aransas? No. Why? <laughs> it's just, like I not just, far. <laughs> I know. I just haven't. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, what? You never been to a beach? The only beach I've Bro. ever, the only beach I've we ever be been friends. to is we like can't be friends anymore. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a rough beach to a lake superior. Okay, but okay. that's a lake. It's that's not the lake. ocean. I don't know. So, is your what? What's your preferred landscape? Jungle, <laughs> <laughs> suburban, um, pavement, bro. Yeah, I love that four wheel car. No, um, 
No, my favorite landscape is probably backwoods. Uh, vineyards. <laughs> oh, okay. I've never that, heard that. I don't that know one. if that counts. No, it counts, bro. All right, I love vineyards. Right, they just vineyards. I love the process of vineyards and harvesting grapes, all that jazz. Like you plant it, you nourish it, you cut the vines, you prune them, you clean them, prune and then clean. Yeah. A lot of people don't know about cleaning. Vineyards kind of seem like a maze to me. It's you know, yeah. you're like, you go into it. And like yeah, they're straight lines. The roads. Yeah, I mean, the Bible talks a lot about vineyards. Yeah, mm. I mean, that's another reason why I like it. But I like the process of plant, nurture, mm. prune, clean, harvest, press, and then you distribute. I, I love that process. That's sure. what God does. I know. It's such a yeah. Sipping maybe that's wine. why I love it. <laughs> sipping, so good. Sipping the sipping the wine. Well, I'm Taking 20, so I don't know. That's true. <laughs> I'm sipping yeah, my I'm energy 22. drink. <laughs> or 20. Uh, as well. T O O. 20 as well. <laughs> yes. All right. That's my preferred. Do you want to do this uh, last one? I I preface this because. Uh, I give you the oh, choice to I not know. do it. <laughs> do you know what it is? But I have to say yes before <laughs> no, you, you ask the question. Um, but I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'll answer it. Okay. Uh, what's your biggest insecurity, if any? Ooh. Yeah, I remember this question. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest insecurity. Now, there's definitely insecurities because we're human. I think every human has an insecurity. And I think my personal one, or one that I would choose is probably self-image mm. um self-image the beard, the beard bro so <laughs> self-image but also how people see me not just visually mm. but also who they think you are who they think i am bro i want to rebuke the devil in that right now because i don't think you get enough credit and that's okay right because the credit goes to god mm -hmm. and but but i personally from seeing your you know how passionate you are maybe you know part of that is just for you to keep working and honing your craft but mm -hmm. i don't think you get enough credit you are creative there you go well thank you <laughs> but yeah like that that's it's it's a slight you know when you when you brought this up of me doing this mm. um I was like, oh, shoot. Like, mm -hmm. you said worry. And I'm like, frick. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a worry of mine. Hmm. But it should, shouldn't be. What is, like, how you look to people or? How I come off, rather. Mm -hmm. So now you're right now on a podcast facing your fear mm -hmm. because you got cameras in your face. Yeah. And people are watching mm -hmm. and making judgment calls mm -hmm. of what they think of you. Right. Whether true or not true. Exactly. And I need to be okay with not caring mm. what they think because ultimately it's God that I need to be worried about. It's, mm. is God going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant? Sure. Or is he going to say, really, bro? Well, and I'd say more than not, it's something like how I see you mm -hmm. is my problem, mm. right? Because if I'm not seeing you with, god's eyes if mm -hmm. i'm not seeing you as a blood-bought child of god one that is filled with the holy spirit one that loves god and god loves you 
and I don't love you. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, but Caleb's just Caleb, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. He's got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> then, then that's on me. Right. That's my sin issue. Mm-hmm. That's not your sin issue. And we get that flipped up. We're like, people don't like me. It's like, and, and maybe sometimes that's, you know, the outward expression of like, man, you need to live more for the Lord. And maybe sometimes that's a good thing mm-hmm. because the world, we promised that the world is going to misunderstand us, think that we're crazy for the things that we believe. Mm-hmm. But for everybody watching or listening, how we think of people and how we view people on a daily basis, that's not their problem. Mm. That's our problem. Mm-hmm. And it's a big problem. Right. It's a huge problem. And I'm guilty of it. All of us in this room are very guilty of it. And my biggest thing that I'm learning is how do I see myself as the same as people? So I don't hold the spirit of I'm different than you. Mm -hmm. And either I'm worse and you feel that Mm -hmm. and you feel like, dang, this person's like sucking the energy or I'm better than you and now you're intimidated. Mm -hmm. You are, it's intense, it's all these things. It's like when you go there that that you're different, that you're superior or you're worse, that changes the spirit that you walk in, which is the spirit that we're supposed to walk in is the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ. And that makes us the same Mm -hmm. because we're both walking in that spirit. Less of us and more of the spirit. Exactly. And then you don't feel... Uh, like that person sucking from you or mm-hmm. or uh, or or codependent and you don't also don't think that person's intimidating and better than you mm-hmm. because even if you don't understand that consciously your spirit feels it right y- your spirit can feel it's like you know people are like oh like they just you know like uh, <laughs> a big thing is women of God are really good at just sensing intention mm-hmm. really good at feeling and sometimes it's not a conscious thing right but like people will talk about their wives all the time they know what's going on Mm -hmm. you know for some reason it may not be conscious it may culminate over time Mm -hmm. but there's some unknown thing happening right that is just in the spirit Mm -hmm. so ultimately like your Mm self-image insecurity is really not your problem at all yeah. I mean, in some ways it is. And, because... In some ways it is. It's the way I view it. Mm. Um, and I would say, like, even with that insecurity, it's not like something I battle with, like, on a daily basis. It's not like a struggle. It's just something that comes up every now and then. It's like a, it's like a, you know, like the term fair weather friend. Mm. It's like a fair weather insecurity. You know, it's like when I'm feeling better. It's, it's a lie the enemy tells you. Exactly. It's a lie. Yeah. You have to fight. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like, you know, and I think we all, like, have those come upon us. Yeah. Um, and so, like, for me, it's not like a continual 24-7, everybody's, everybody's, and what am I going to do? It's not that uh-huh. for me. It's more of, okay, this is what's on me right now. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like what I said earlier, you know, like, with the, with the tire, the car, the cancer, like, you know, it's on the spiritual side, too. You know, like so in a social situation, how do you fight against that lie? How do you not overcompensate and perform for mm-hmm. people? You know, because you are a artist, so naturally there's a performance there. Right. You know, how do you be authentic mm-hmm. in those? Is it just getting rooted in your identity in Christ, or 
Like, is there any ways that you're like, okay, like, I, 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 I'm trying to be the center or I'm trying to make myself not feel this through affirmation of others or something, you know? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, there's, a, there's a line in a poem I wrote that said um, something like, I get shoved into the, into the line of illuminating lights. Mm. Like, I just get the spotlight. And I'm extremely extroverted. And, like, the spotlight naturally comes on to me. I don't strive for it, but it naturally comes on. So what I'm going to do with that, right? I have to go to God with that. Mm. And when I'm in those public situations to where it's like, boom, I know I professional, eyes, you know, it's blank like, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, boom, these, these, these are coming on me. It's like, you know, the only way that I can be authentic and real yeah. with who I am is to claim the gifting God has given me. Hmm. I have to claim it, but then I have to give it back. Hmm. And it's like, you know, I'm using, I'm using this drink because it's right here. Um, God gives me this. He gives me these gifts. He gives me these abilities, these talents. I know it's funny that I'm using <laughs> an energy drink. He gave me this energy drink, and but, I'm going to use it. But, you know, he, he, he gave me this. But is it mine to hold? I don't know if your analogy is sticking well, Whatever. at least for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my head. I'm a poet, so, like, yeah. I use metaphors all the time. But, like, you know, if God gives it to you, yeah, like, money is a better example, I guess. If God gives you the money, you know, he asks you to tithe. He doesn't command you exactly, but he said he'll bless you if you do. But it's not about the money. Yeah. It's about the heart posture. Can I read you a poem that I read in like, or that I wrote in like, give it to me. Ten minutes. Give it, give it to me. Okay. I, I have was, a poem I wrote in less than ten minutes. I can share. This too. is the only spoken word thing I've ever written. Dope. Let's hear it. And someone that I know was like, "Hey, do you, have you ever done spoken word? Do you want to perform it?" And I'm like, "Yes." And then wrote it just right there. Ooh. Okay. Um, I didn't end up performing it though because I was busy, but. Um, you want to hear it? Yeah, I want to hear it. Let's hear it. Here we go. The divine choice. We have a voice, a word, a step. The clock is ticking, but we're always asking what's next. When will I feel more blessed? Is that the point of following Christ? Or is it just (laughs) self-ish? Focusing on the view in the mirror, self-centered. We all just want to be the winner chicken dinner 21 having fun thinking about no one when the sun comes we'll regret it thinking that we better because we ain't smoking lettuce (laughs) but every sin is the same but we all thinking it's just a game Mm -hmm. but this life is real but this is real life a real god a real christ Mm -hmm. he wants to give us all life but we make our own choices to the left and the right, darker light. Just accept the sacrifice. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Poetry snaps. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. That could be a rap, honestly. Snap. Yeah, that could be a rap. <sighs> like, let me give you let me give you a little poem. Okay, a yes. small one. Let's get it. It's a small one. Hey, you are a poet. We did bring you on here. Like, let's hear the poetry. 
see this. Did you enjoy that? I'm not asking for your affirmation, oh, but I'm no. just curious. Oh, no, I liked it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. You had some funny points, and I liked it. <laughs> see, that's uh, now that's my identity, man, is in you liking my poetry. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> okay, I'm actually going to read. It's, this is a different one than I was going to pull up, but this is actually God and Me, the title track okay. of the album. Oh, wow. Here it goes. Yeah. Can we hear you sing? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you heard little bits and pieces earlier. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, the description of the prescription confuses me. Made for free, but escape with a cheap thrill. Tell me, will you help me? Call me to dinner for two, but I've got regrets sitting on both shoulders, singing melodies that entice me, rising symphonies that trap me, attempting to focus, but I'm stuck in all the hocus pocus. Because I get shoved in the light of the illuminating lights, getting past this mic. Skills, give, skills to give chills, I ha I'll have you betting. While I sit here reflecting, trying to, end up, trying to end the ejecting. They say the fool speaks and the wise listen, so I guess I'm just lost in this mission. Called to preach the gospel to every boy and to every girl, but shrink back when I hear my name mentioned. Paranoid by past paranoia, thinking they know something that I don't. They award me, but they don't know me. What about what I said last night? I'm thinking this isn't right. Let me just escape into the night. Bucking these horns, that's what I'm known for. These, they're saying I should be known more, but what for? Mm. You want to see me soar? Okay, sit here, let me record another message, and I won't make it a bore. Jesus is the only way. Did you catch that? Jesus is the only way. Without my G, I wouldn't even be. I wish you could see I carry this cross. I'm not trying to carry my loss. I want you to see the real me, but because I'd rather be, die than be fake. I've painted you a list of mistakes, and I've shown you the darkness. I've shown you the flaws. This poetry is just God in me. It's my release, because these attacks never cease. I'll never take a seat while he is seated on the throne. My God, I want to sing your praises all day long. You replace these regrets when I take steps. You say I'm yours, and that's all that matters. So I'll stop climbing these broken ladders, praying broken prayers. My hands may be broken, but they'll never stop hoping. I never stay in the 99, but you pull me back each time. With a slap of grace due to this fact, I'll carry this cross. But, with, but best believe I'm no robot, unwaveringly wanted, undeservingly loved, unwillingly walking, loudly proclaiming, here I am, send me. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Fire. I haven't read that out loud at all. So like, Really? Well, maybe once, but so it was a bit of a tongue twister. Wow. Well, man... This has been awesome. Uh, got any last words for the folks at home? Mm. About to watch the election tonight, I guess, right. maybe? You know, I think... Maybe they don't care. Maybe they do. Here's a, here's a little something for anyone at hey, any point. Get your, get your gun. <laughs> hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> the riots are coming. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um, no, I think this is something for... At any point, but it goes with tonight, too. If you're worried about the outcome of something, pray about it. Pray for a different perception. Because mm. perception is everything. The way you perceive things is the way you're going to look at things, obviously. But the way you're going to look at things tells optimism or nepotism. Mm. Um, it's not so much of the half empty, half full type of thing, but it's more of 
within the election, we have left versus right. Mm. If you're scared out of your skin that the opposing side is going to win, where is your faith? That's a poem right there. Is your faith in the things not of this world and in the the kingdom? Because that's where your home is. We are just strangers here. We're not to be we're not to be settlers here. We're, we're wanderers. We're strangers in this land, aliens, whatever term you want to use. We're not meant to settle. Mm. And so the only way that we can live by not settling is to build to a wall. Settle, <laughs> is to, I'm sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> it's funny. Is to settle our souls yeah. in Christ. All right. Wow. Fire. Settle, All right. settle our souls in Christ. Well, Caleb, that is amazing. Um, thank you, Caleb Ward, for being the most amazing producer of the Created Curious podcast. <laughs> Go, Caleb. Make sure if you liked this episode, share it with a friend. That would really help us. We are dedicated to equipping more and more Christians every day. Hey, with or share it with an enemy. Boom. Oh boy, <laughs> that might that might stir up something. Perception, <laughs> perception. Yeah. Stay, share it with someone you know. Like that would really help us. We're trying to grow this thing bigger, and uh, equip more Christians, and just have more conversations. And so that would help us tenfold. Just to take a moment to think of someone who might like this, and share it with them. And leave us a comment. We want to hear what you guys think about these topics that we discussed. Um, do you have any questions? Um, anything yes mm. yes leave a comment give us a like if you if you're not subscribed go to the youtube channel and subscribe um it's just all much appreciated we're still a small channel we're trying to grow uh trying to do the lord's work and and honestly like that's where we're focusing our hearts now we just wrote this whole uh kind of new vision piece on on what we really want to see happen because like god's been transforming our lives and so we want to help other people be transformed as well you can also follow me on instagram that's bailey.mullins on instagram if you wanna you don't gotta um but yeah just it would mean the world if you share this with a friend thank you caleb for coming on absolutely um also one last thing in the description of the podcast we also have placed a link to a new way you can get involved on group me if you have group me, cool. If you don't, you're a loser. No, but I'm sorry. Just get it if you don't. Just get it if get you don't. Get it. Get it. Got it. Good. If you're in college, you already have it. Everyone uh, uses group so me in true. college. If you want to continue the discussion, if you want to connect and talk with us, there's a link to the group me. You can join. It's an open group me for everybody that listens to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So um, connect with us on there. But with that being said, uh, pray over our country tonight. Pray that people will be safe yes. and uh, get in the word. You know, we, we have Bible study after this, and uh, it's just I can't stress enough how important uh, this book is to our lives. Read the Gospels. If you don't know where to start, just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm. Or start in Genesis, the beginning. There you go. Yeah, either way. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of what Josh said the other day, Caleb. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Caleb, for coming on. Thank you, Caleb, for being an awesome producer and an awesome partner in this. 
and we will see you guys Thursday with yep. Jackson Ward. Not to get confused with Caleb Ward. Right. Ooh. It's a little funny because <sighs> today we had on a Caleb and tomorrow or on Thursday we have on a Ward. My yes. name is Caleb Ward. That wasn't intentional. <laughs> and we sure. switched this Caleb's episode to this week, which is funny. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, tune in for Caleb. No, not Caleb. I don't say Caleb. <laughs> Jackson Ward. He's awesome. He's a rapper, um, a songwriter an artist, an actor, um, and we're going to be talking about a plethora of topics. We love to talk about existential stuff. Um, you've met him before. He's a awesome guy. I think so. Uh, but with that being said, we will see you at this time on Thursday. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>